The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Welcome in to the early line live right here on Sports Grid on a Tuesday morning. I am Kevin Walsh and of course joined by Donnie Wright. Side, Donnie, how are you? Doing good here on a Tuesday. Looking forward to today's Major League Baseball action as the playoffs have begun with the wild card in Major League Baseball. And yet, here we are already heading into week five in the NFL. Seems to be going fast, Kevin, but we're ready. 7 to 9 a.m. Lock it in. We got a lot of stuff to get to today. As Donnie mentioned, the wild card getting rolling. The Yanks, the Red Sox, we'll get there. We'll get there. But the 7-7 headlines starts off with Monday Night Football where the Los Angeles Chargers move to 3-1, and one, taking the O away from the Vegas Raiders, handing them their first loss of the season. Justin Herbert, three touchdown passes in the game. In fact, three touchdown passes in the first half. 21-0 lead for the Chargers at the break, and they finish things off 28-14. Yeah, it looks like the Chargers last night were on cruise control. The battle for the AFC West. This round certainly goes to the Chargers with a lot of good football teams there all vying for positions. And maybe we're taking a look at the last place Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe there's value for them to win the division. We'll see. Thoroughly impressed here by the Chargers the past two weeks, knocking off Kansas City in Kansas City, then coming home here and beating the unbeaten Raiders on your home turf in L.A. Justin Herbert was fantastic in the first half, three touchdown passes. But if you are a prop guy and you wanted to have some fun on Monday night football, there wasn't a lot of fun to be had here. Justin Herbert finishes with 222, Derek Carr 196. Come on, man. We needed some more offense last night, Kevin. Yeah. It's certainly not how uh, how it was drawn up there. Not at all. The over, by the way, just a complete nightmare. Every single bounce played to the under. At least, you know, you don't chase back. Game finishes well under the total with only 42 points on the board. And also, perhaps it went under because there was a 40-minute delay in a dome because of thunder. What an absolute disaster this was to start, Don. A lot of East Coasters probably missed the end of this game. Don't worry, you didn't miss much. But a weather delay in a dome, Donnie? Yeah, lightning delay, weather delay in a dome. My favorite part about this is, as you said, there was a 40-minute delay before the game started. Then the Raiders said, you know what? We're going to take another 40-minute delay ourselves before our offense gets started <laughs> as they got shut out in the first half down 21 to nothing. And as the old adage goes, it doesn't matter what you bet. If there's a delay in the game, you automatically lost. Last night, that was true. You know, DRS told that story. Yeah, I'm pretty sure every baseball game that had a delay, I've lost. And at that moment, I was like, how do I figure out how to get this null in void? It turned out that would have been ideal. Moving over to some more NFL news. How about an update on Jimmy Garoppolo? The Trey Lance Offensive Rookie of the Year betters are not going to like this. Apparently... Jimmy G with a classic bait and switch. Eh, not that hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo, Donnie, might actually be out there Sunday against the Cardinals. Yeah, from a calf strain or pulling a calf muscle to maybe it was just a slight bruise. Looks like he might be on track to play this weekend. We'll know a lot more when the 49ers take to the practice field once again. But this feels a whole lot about the Chicago situation where Shanahan's going to stand up there and be like, as long as he's healthy, Jimmy Garoppolo is my starter with everybody mm -hmm. in the balance saying, come on now, it's going to be a game-time decision on Sunday. Yeah. It certainly hurts the handicapping, but at the same time, I think most people were excited to see what Trey Lance can do. Absolutely. We bring the radio audience into the fold here. Appreciate all those who are listening to the early line on Sports Grid Radio. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside with you on a Tuesday morning. Another NFL note here is the 
Cleveland Browns say they are not worried about the state of affairs between their quarterback Baker Mayfield and star wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. who Donnie throughout the entirety of this relationship seemingly cannot find the mark. Where there's smoke, there's fire, I guess you can say at this point. I'm not one to trade, you know, very good talents away from your team unless you can get an equal return. When we all know, Kevin, a big contract for Del Beckham, what is that, a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick if you move them? Let me ask you this question. What's better for the Browns, a fourth-round pick in the draft next year or having Odell Beckham on the field? But as I said, where there's smoke, there's fire. This conversation comes up every single time he takes the field, and it's seemingly not going to quell. Even though they won the football game, we're still centering around Odell Beckham Jr. and Baker Mayfield. It's kind of crazy. We'll expand on this during Hot or Not, but the idea of addition by subtraction feels like it might play here a little bit in Cleveland. How about an update on the Heisman board? Talked a lot about this race heading into last weekend's slate of college football, and it comes out Bryce Young, the new favorite, plus 125, half the number of the next closest player. That is still Matt Corral, Donnie, at plus 250. Seems to eat like plus 125. We talked about Otani winning the MVP early in the season, saying, you know, he was a plus money mm -hmm. number going up against Vladdy Jr. It just seems too easy. I don't think Alabama is going to lose in the regular season, and that's where they vote on the Heisman Trophy Award. So it's his to win at plus 125. I'm surprised, Kevin. It's not a minus already. And it will come fast, though. We've seen this with awards, just a couple bets, a couple performances. The question again becomes, can anybody further down that board enter the race? We also have today the Yankees, the Red Sox, the AL wildcard, Donnie the Yanks, road favorites with Garrett Cole on the mound. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting breakdown later in the show today because maybe there's some chinks in the armor here for Garrett Cole. I don't want to tell you that, Kevin. I don't really want to tell you that. Yeah, we'll... Break that game down in its entirety, certainly during today's show. Also, by the way, New York baseball, Louis Rojas out as the manager for the New York Mechs. Their rebuild will be fascinating. We're talking more Monday Night Football next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. right here on the early line let's talk a little monday night football chargers raiders la wins this game 28 14 after a very odd delay from weather despite the fact that there was a roof that is besides the point at least for the time being the chargers certainly cover with their two touchdown victory and the game does go under the number the story of this game donnie was a tale of two halves but the interesting thing to me is what you make of Vegas, really. I know the Chargers won, and we'll talk about the Chargers. 
how the Vegas Raiders for an entire half of football were completely dumbfounded by a defensive line getting pressure and working up the field and having no answer for what this Chargers defense was providing until they were able to get into the locker room and reassess it was an alarming sign for this team to me moving forward. I have no idea how they simply just were clueless for an entire first half of football in the way that they were. Yeah, it seems like they got Josh Jacobs back and said, okay, let's use him right off the bat because we noted right away, even though the Chargers took the opening possession, went down the field, marched right on down, took some time off the clock and punched in a touchdown, the Raiders on the opposite end come out, run the football two times up the middle for basically a two-yard gain, then an incomplete pass, and they're punting already. Sort of head-scratching there because we know how talented this Raiders offense can be. You have some possession guys at wide receiver. You have some speed guys. You have a dominant tight end, decent offensive line, good quarterback, and also certainly a good running back. So it was kind of mystifying that they they weren't able to put up any points in the first half. I do like the Chargers defense, but let's also keep in mind the past two weeks where the Chargers played the Dallas Cowboys in elite offense and the Chargers played the Chiefs in elite offense. Up and down the field, both of those teams went. Now, you want to say, like, well, they held up for 24 points and 17 points. I understand that, but they're still able to move the football. The Raiders were unable to do anything in the first half, which was shocking. And to your point, go into the locker room, rehash, you know, work some things out. Next thing you know, it's 21 to 14 as you head into the fourth quarter where the Raiders made a game of it. I don't want to go into panic mode too much on the Raiders because it was a road game against a good football team. You didn't play well mm -hmm. in the first half. Maybe it had a lot to do with the delay in that football game. But overall, I'm still high on the Raiders. I think they're a good football team here. They just didn't click in the first half. And you can't go down, Kevin, 21 to nothing on the road against a good division rival. You certainly can't. And it, it's fair, you know, to say perhaps – you could choose to be an optimist, right? Well, they figured it out. They came out and they were able to score touchdowns on both opening drives. And in fact, they had the football inside Charger territory with an opportunity to tie that game. They had to settle for a field goal. They missed the field goal. The Chargers answered with a touchdown. And the game was over right then and there shortly after Derek Carr throws an interception. I just was really mystified watching that team just be unable to figure out all of the pressure the Chargers were sending. You and I were on in play sports tonight, kind of calling for whether it be a running back screen or a wide receiver screen. This is kind of just simple football, right? And if a, def if a defensive line is getting home that easily, when you put the screen on them, which again, the idea is to bait them into coming up the field thinking they've beat their man so easily, the Chargers would have thought it was, you know, systems all go because they were constantly beating their men anyway. I just feel like they never kind of made them reassess it until the second half and all of a sudden Derek Carr started to move around in the pocket and present different challenges for that Chargers defense that there are still question marks on but probably Donnie the most important note in this game was another wonderful performance from Justin Herbert 25 of 38 222 yards three touchdowns all of those touchdowns coming in the first half and just constantly on a weekly basis he makes throws that really confirm everything the numbers tell you that this kid is a legitimate star at the position he is right now tied with the likes of Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott for MVP tied for that fourth choice right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook and it's easy to see why Justin Herbert is one of the best in the league right now playing this quarterback position. Yeah, a lot of teams had a chance to get Justin Herbert, but weren't able to pull the trigger on those, one being the Miami Dolphins getting Tua Tagovailoa. And you can't go back and change like your thought process because I really like Tua Tagovailoa down to the Miami Dolphins, but it looks like Herbert by far the steal of the draft. What are we, roughly 20 starts into his career? He has been absolutely sensational, Kevin. Even us talking over the summer, Sam, what are the Chargers doing here? Kid doesn't have that many starts in his career. Why don't you play him in the preseason? Well, the Chargers made the absolute right decision saying this kid is ready to go. And if you look at this game in its totality, Kevin, Justin Herbert had a great first half, three touchdown passes. Imagine if he had a running mate with Derek Carr in the first half where maybe they put up a touchdown or two where you still had to keep your foot on the gas pedal. Does he throw for four touchdowns, five touchdowns in this game? And how many yards would he rack up? Because even though the Raiders got back into the game and made it 21-14, to there was never any panic from my side saying, I don't think the Chargers might blow this game or even blow the cover. They seem to be in control the entire way, but there was a key component or a key point in that game late where Derek Carr rolls out of the pocket, uh, Bosa ends up getting furious at the referee, gets a 15-yard mm. penalty, which is a big play. But you say, okay, they moved it 15 yards. That could have been a touchdown pass to Ruggs down the sideline that he just missed on the timing of. 
So there were opportunities for the Raiders to get in, even though how poorly they played in the first half. They showed some signs of, hey, we're here to play in the second half. A couple things didn't go the way, as you, as you said as well. Driving, missing that field goal in a dome, that's got to be made. If that is made, this game might get a little bit more tense. But as you said, Chargers drive down, punch in the touchdown. That was all she wrote in that one. Yeah, it was, it was a game where certainly Vegas left a lot of opportunity out there on the field. But again, also, I have to give the Chargers a lot of credit for their approach throughout the entirety of this game. Very, very aggressive. And they trust Justin Herbert, as they should. And it's so interesting because you look at some of the numbers. Donnie, if I told you Mike Williams was 1 for 11 and Keenan Allen was Amazing. 7 for 36, you'd start to feel a little worrisome about how this game particularly played out for the Chargers. But they were able to get a big day out of a Jared Cook, six catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown pass. And they were also able to get an awesome day from Austin Eckler, who caught a touchdown and ran for one, including 117 rushing yards here. Justin Herbert is the star, but they really look like a complete offense. I mean, Austin Eckler, man, I think back to that Melvin Gordon holdout. What a blessing that was for this organization because it stopped them from having a lesser running back be the star here. Eckler is just by far and away a better running back than Melvin Gordon. I mean, Donnie, 15 carries, 7.8 yards per carry. And this isn't something that was buoyed by, you know, some 50-yard run. His long was 20. He was gashing the Raiders all night long. Yeah, he was gashing the Raiders all night long. And how about us watching the first drive down the field where Austin Eckler hobbles out of the game. It looked like a hamstring injury, a calf, or maybe a bad ankle sprain, able to get that taped up, come back in and dominate. Because if you had a Chargers bet, we know, Kevin, as you stated, he is a key component to that offense. One of those satellite running backs, unbelievable in space. And certainly if you can give him blocks where he doesn't have to plow through a defensive lineman or linebacker, he can make moves out there and certainly have some big gains. But everybody worried on that first drive, like, oh boy, here we go, Eckler's down. Because it wasn't too long ago, Kevin, we were watching a primetime game on a Thursday night where Christian McCaffrey went down. It's like, man, some of these guys just can't catch a break. And imagine the people out there that had the over 55 and a half yards, maybe a touchdown, or even some of those prop bets at a hundred yards or more and a touchdown. They would have all went up into flames after the first drive, but credit all Eckler for coming back in that game, getting ready to go. And he was sensational in that game, as you said, 7.8 yards per carry in the NFL. Tremendous stuff. Mm -hmm. It really, really was impressive too. Kind of look at the Chargers overall. I felt like going into this game, the winner was 100% deserving of a spot inside anybody's top five rankings of AFC teams. And I think the Chargers absolutely solidify that with this victory here. They not only beating Vegas, but going to Kansas City and getting that win and not having the letdown spot is not what you feel like you would expect from this Chargers football team and this organization overall. The interesting thing to me is just how far does that go? Can you start to make a legitimate argument for the Chargers in terms of the best team in the AFC, right? Chiefs, Bills, your game of the week this week coming up. A lot of people, I think myself included, would tell you that that game might be between the two best that this conference has to offer. But it feels like the Chargers could very well be in the mix. And at the end of the day, the Vegas Raiders... They're 3-1 and one as well, and they played a difficult schedule to start. We'll take a look at the updated odds to win the AFC West, where a couple of these teams stand to make or miss the playoffs and where the value might be season-long. Keep it right here on the Early Line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Back right here on the early line. Kevin Walsh from the right side. We're talking a little Monday night football. We're going to talk about the updated odds to win this division in just a moment. But I want to talk about the updated odds for an award. And it's one that Donnie and I talked quite a lot about during the offseason here and the buildup to kick off, you know, starting the year. And it was coach of the year. And Brandon Staley yesterday who had a tremendous performance. A lot of people felt. Twitter was a buzz. Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley. And it's been reflected in the Coach of the Year award. He's now the favorite, still the favorite. He was the favorite preseason, but the number coming down to plus 700. Kingsbury, McVay, Gruden, Stefanski round out your top five. Donnie, what do you make of the Brandon Staley push for Coach of the Year four weeks into the season? I, I guess somebody knew something in the offseason because when we kept seeing Brandon hmm. Staley is basically the favorite at the FanDuel Sportsbook, like, what gives here? You know, young coach, okay, the Chargers are going to be a good team, but if you're a good team, you don't really get as much credit for being the head coach of a good team as opposed to, hey, this team stinks. Whoa, we expect them to win three games and end up winning their division. Well, I guess Brandon Staley sits up there because I guess you don't want to give it to Andy Reid at this point. So if you do win the AFC West and conquer the Kansas City Chiefs, which means you probably have, what, a 13-4 and or so record at that point over 17 games, why not him being the favorite? But is it some one of those markets you want to jump into is now it's only a plus 700 as you scroll all the way down with some other coaches. You know, John Harbaugh, 16 to 1. Who else is out here? Sean McDermott, 20 to 1, which some people think he got robbed last year for the Buffalo Bills as their head coach. I mm. still would be looking down the charts further, but it is interesting. After four games into the season, the leader in the clubhouse is still Brandon Staley. When I was questioning that over the summer, gone, now hold on here. Looks like they were right. The odds makers put a check mark in your box today. So I think there are two big takeaways for me. And perhaps what those odds makers were aware of is the simple upgrade that Staley was over Anthony Lynn. Think about these, you know, the kind of simple narrative of look at how much Dak Prescott is than Andy Dalton. Look at how much better the Cowboys are with him. That's just kind of something that you can easily work with. Everybody knows Anthony Lynn was a terrible head coach. He like couldn't figure out clock management or any decisions really whatsoever. So it all is very, very simple there for Brandon Staley to come in, show competency, and get a boost. Also, the aggressiveness and the ability to convert because of his good offense, everything seemingly works wonderful there as well. But here's what has now been made, I think, abundantly clear, Donnie, four weeks into the season is the power of the primetime game. We saw Matthew Stafford against the Chicago Bears go to the favorite almost to win the MVP because of what the Rams were able to do week one Sunday night football. And we now kind of see a similar situation here with Brandon Staley, Monday Night Football. Everybody's watching, so we need conversations. We need to figure out what's the story, what's the story. And it's Brandon Staley for Coach of the Year. And I'm already now thinking, Donnie, about Sunday night football here. And I'm thinking about this Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen battle. And I understand Kyler Murray is off to an excellent start to the season and is the first choice for MVP right now. At best, he will remain tied with whomever wins that game here because Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes dueling it out on primetime Sunday night football, as we've seen all year long, the primetime boost will come in the MVP market this week. Absolutely. And where do we see these boosts come off often? And also, Kevin, when we talk about elimination games for awards, seems like we just had one in college football last week when Alabama played Ole Miss. Now you swing it over to the NFL in prime time, which you know everybody's going to watch. And from looking at the totals in this game, it looks like we're going to get a lot of scoring. 
So one of these quarterbacks in a winning fashion, Kevin, could post 350, four touchdowns, no interceptions, and they both got some pretty good wheels and maybe rushing for 25 to 35 yards and an additional touchdown. We're all going to watch it play out in real time, which is fascinating stuff, but I think you're correct here. You do get the boost from the primetime games because that's what everybody watches. So if Mahomes has another one of those games where he throws for five touchdown passes like he did against the Philadelphia Eagles, maybe that's going to change it back up. But also, we like new things, Kevin. Everybody likes new things. So if you go into this game, ah, Patrick Mahomes threw five touchdowns. Ah, that's what he always does here. But boy, uh, look at the victory here that we actually had for the Buffalo Bills. And maybe it's Josh Allen's turn. You do get a little bit of that sediment. I'm interested to watch how it plays out overall. But you know me. I'm loaded up on the Bills for the AFC, for the Super Bowl, as well as Josh Allen and MVP. So I'm hoping for a big night for the Buffalo Bills quarterback on Sunday night. Yeah, I'm certainly rooting against those things because I have the Mahomes MVP bet. He'll go right back to his rightful spot as the favorite if they win that game. It'll be a fun one. We'll talk a little bit more about that game when we start breaking down some of the early lines for week five in our number two. But back to the division odds here for the AFC West. And they still have the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs are still favored to win this division right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook at minus 110. And I've been posing the question throughout the week, Don, right? Who is the best team in the AFC overall? I want to pose this question a little bit differently here because I think perhaps it's a trickier question to answer. Donnie, who is the worst team in the AFC West? Usually in the end, in the AFC as a whole? West. Just the AFC West. Oh, just in the well, Okay, yeah. In the AFC, it's what a question that is, too, right? Because you look at the Vegas Raiders, who are now 3-1. and one. You look at the Denver Broncos, who are now 3-1. and one. You look at the Chargers, mm-hmm. who are now 3-1. and one. So if you're looking at records, and as Bill Parcells used to say, Kevin, you're only as good as what your record says. Is the, are the Kansas City Chiefs the worst team in the division? Absolutely no, not. I don't think that's going to be the case here. But I also see, when we take a look at you know the odds to win the division, I think it's a little bit slapstick here that the Raiders went from unbeaten to now you're going to finish dead last by a wide margin <laughs> by catching like a plus 650, which is supremely yep. disrespectful after coming off you know a 3-0, which is not like they played the Denver Broncos schedule. Kevin's like, hey, they didn't play anybody the first three weeks. Then they finally played a good team and weren't able to measure up. That's not the case here for the Vegas Raiders. If I'm looking right now in that division, to me, honestly, it would be the Denver Broncos. We'll see if Teddy Bridgewater comes back healthy from the concussion. But I just think if I look Mm. from an overall aspect of who do I trust more in games, particularly offensive, you know, there's three teams out there. I like the Chargers offense. I like the Kansas City Chiefs offense. And I still do like the Vegas Raiders on offense if they don't get a delay and delay themselves through the first half of a football game. I do think all four teams have a legitimate chance to make it to the playoffs. But if you're asking me the simple Mm. question of who should be in last place right now, to me, probably the Denver Broncos played three cupcakes, beat them all, and then lost to a good football Mm -hmm. team at home and got blown away. And I I love the point you made about Vegas. Like, (laughs) Vegas, if they would have won that game last night, would have been two to one or less to win the division. They lose that game. They're just 650, like same price as like a Jaguars team, just like a preposterous movement there. <laughs> but I, I, I kind of respect it. But I do agree with Donnie. I, and I think sometimes it is this simple. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, Teddy Bridgewater slash Drew Locke. And that's also a very important note with this Denver team now moving forward. I concede defeat on the Bridgewater-Drew Locke debate, even if Bridgewater got to play three absolute (laughs) horrifying teams the first three weeks of the season. He looked legitimate. And he also did look better in the first half against Baltimore than Drew Locke looked in the second half against Baltimore. Both were uh, not in a position really to win that game. I don't think anybody would be arguing in good faith if they, they told you that Teddy Bridgewater wins that football game if he stays in for the entirety. But at the end of the day, now entering concussion protocol here, Donnie, what do you, we make of a Denver Bronco team quarterback by Drew Locke? Because here's the thing that I'm a little bit concerned about. I think what became abundantly clear is that this locker room loves Teddy Bridgewater. They're all in 
on Teddy Bridgewater. From Von Miller to Justin Simmons to the offensive line to the head coach, this is Teddy's team. And that right there is justification to have that guy be your starting quarterback. And that's probably a good part of the reason why they made him the starting quarterback. So now in comes Drew Locke, thinking, oh, this is my time. I got to win a job back here. But I wonder, Donnie, do you have a locker room looking left, looking right, saying, well, I hope Teddy clears protocol here, man. I'm, I've seen what happens when we go to war with Drew Locke, and I don't like how the results look. Yeah, if you're looking from a perspective of the team as a whole, right, wide receivers, linemen, defensive linemen, you know, linebackers, all you're asking for yourself in an NFL situation, or any team for that matter, give me a chance to win. Every time Teddy Bridgewater lines up, you know you're going to get an honest performance. Maybe it's not the most spectacular aerial assault raid that you're going to have, or maybe he doesn't make enough plays with his feet when you think he can run, but you know he's going to have you in the right positions at the end of a football game with a chance for victory. Drew Locke has exponentially more upside here, Kevin, to me, but if you are a team and also a coach like Vic Fangio, which is why he named Teddy Bridgewater the starter, I just need victories here. Who gives me the chance to mm -hmm. be in every single game with a legitimate chance to win? That's absolutely Teddy Bridgewater. Now, if you're looking for Drew Locke for everything to click and that arm talent gets underway, you say, whoa, we can really open up this passing game, and there's a future for the Denver Broncos with Drew Locke at quarterback. I understand that as well. But just looking from a Teddy Bridgewater perspective on that team, it makes the most sense because he probably has the most confidence from the guys in the locker room saying, look, we're not going to get embarrassed. I'm not going to go into Pittsburgh this week. And Drew Locke, there's three first half interceptions, and we're trying to dig ourselves out of a hole to try to win this game, as opposed to Teddy Bridgewater going out, okay, I'm 11 for 16 in the first half, 122 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. We're moving the football, and we have a 10 to 7 lead at the half, as opposed to, as I said, Drew Locke giving the football game away. Teddy doesn't necessarily give football games away, Kevin. Their week five matchup is one of my absolute favorites on the board because they play the Pittsburgh Steelers. We will talk about that game in hour number two when we start to break down some of the early lines. But next here on Sports Grid, we go to hot or not. We're talking Odell and Baker. We're talking Arizona Cardinals. And we're talking about the fate of the Oklahoma Sooners. That is all next right here on the early line. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Back right here on Sports Grid. It's time for Hot or Not. And we start things off with the Cleveland Browns because the Browns have a very interesting situation on their hand. They have a very talented wide receiver in Odell Beckham Jr. and their franchise quarterback in Baker Mayfield, who seemingly cannot 
play together. Let me just provide a little bit of context before I ask this question. These stats come from John Costco on Twitter. Works with PFF. Does a very nice job here. The career passing grade for Baker Mayfield without Odell is a 90.7. Phenomenal stuff. With Odell, Donnie, it is a 68.7. Essentially, Baker is a very good quarterback when Odell is not out there and is a pretty below-average quarterback when Odell is out there. The why, we can certainly discuss, but the numbers are what the numbers are. And his 15-for-33 performance against Minnesota, where he missed Odell on multiple touchdowns including that wide open 60 plus yarder down the field were glaring and the questions are starting to pour in so the question now becomes Donnie hot or not the Browns should trade Odell this is an absolute not for me and this comes from a guy who is a Philadelphia Eagles fan who couldn't wait to see Odell Beckham get traded out of the actual conference itself to not watch him absolutely shred the secondary of the Philadelphia Eagles why because he is an unbelievable talent. And the fact is, in the NFL, you don't win by shedding talent on your team. Now, if you told me, said, okay, look, Odell Beckham, Kevin, he's not working out here. Let's trade him. All right, who can we get? Well, let's get Chris Godwin, maybe Mike Evans, Keenan Allen. How about Tyreek Hill straight up? Yeah, you know what? I would do those deals. But the fact that Odell Beckham makes a lot of money and you would move him, preferably not for a player because the other team would just trade you draft compensation. As I said, what would he get? A third round? A fourth rounder? You're going to get a backup special teams linebacker? A backup guard in the third round? Maybe another running back that you can pile behind Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb? It makes Hmm. no sense. He is a talent. He can stretch the field. He's coming off an injury last year that was devastating. A knee injury, an ACL for a wide receiver built on speed, quickness, and power. Give this some time because, trust me, you are a better all-football team. Baker Mayfield, the more weapons you had. Why does Jarvis Landry want at Odell Beckham? Not because they're teammates in college and we're both from LSU. It's because you make my job easier. Hey, there goes Odell streaking down the sideline. Whoa, I got one-on-one coverage over the middle with this linebacker. Let me eat. You need all the weapons you can get. Case in point, look mm-hmm. at Tampa Bay. They have weapons across the board at wide receiver. Why are they a dominant offense? Because all three of those help each other get open. Odell Beckham opens that offense up. I know there's a mentality out here that we don't trust Odell Beckham. We we can't trust him in these situations. And he's all about me, me, me. We'll use him for you, 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 Baker. Your team is much better when he's on the field and opening everything up, including your two dominant running backs. So... This is hot for me, but not for the reasons that I think it would be for a lot of people. I agree with everything Donnie said. I am an Odell guy. Odell, especially being in New York, split the city. You had to decide whether you thought everything was his fault or he saved Eli Manning's career. And the second one is the reality of the situation. But the problem, Donnie, isn't Odell. It's not Odell's fault that he is wide open for 60-yard touchdowns and Baker Mayfield can't hit him. It's Baker Mayfield's fault. The problem is for the Cleveland Browns, you're locked into Baker Mayfield. Baker is the franchise. You know this, I know this, everybody knows this. Geico knows it too, right? Baker is the guy. And if for whatever reason he can't play when Odell is out there on the field because he is trying to force him the ball, or he like the the chemistry is just somehow that preposterously off whatever it might be you have to make a move donnie because you just can't keep trying to fit the square peg in the round hole i know that this type of question has been asked and it always comes with a negative slant towards odell that's not how i'm attacking this donnie It's a negative slant towards Baker, but the Browns can't move on from Baker, and that's why I think they might need to move on here from Odell Beckham Jr. because the relationship clearly doesn't work, and I think it's Baker's fault. You would have to put it on the quarterback. I think you're correct here because, you know, you see a lot of talent on many football teams, Kevin. And it seems like it always Mm -hmm. props up on this one. Well, there's too much talent at wide receiver. There's too many good running backs. There's too many good players to get everybody the football. 
you don't see that again. And the reason I keep on bringing up Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, because it wasn't so many years where Tom Brady had an elite offense. And it's like, boy, I got to make sure everybody eats out here. No, it's basically Gronkowski, control the running game with guys like Corey Dillon, and just make the efficient throws and lean on your defense. And now you see Tom Brady go down mm-hmm. to Tampa Bay, and everybody, you know, Antonio Brown, if he can keep Antonio Brown comfortable and fed with the mm-hmm. football when Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are on both sides, you've got to be kidding me at this, right? So it does have to be the quarterback whose job is to massage everything. You don't need the force feed. Kevin Stefanski doesn't have to say, look, i got to call every single pass play to Odell in the first quarter because if I don't and he has one catch for two yards at halftime, I'm going to lose him because he's going to go wild in the locker room and threaten to quit and mm-hmm. leave and drive home in his orange Bentley at halftime. That's not the case here. Just let the offense come to you guys. You are a better football team with Odell Beckham on your roster. Baker completed 82% of his passes in the first two games Odell didn't play. Now over the last two, he's completed 53% of his passes. Again, I think it's a Baker problem, but it's also then a Browns problem, and it appears the fix to me is moving Odell away from the situation. Although, to be fair, that's not going to be that great for the locker room because it's not going to make Jarvis Landry all that happy. It's an odd situation they have on their hands. Let's talk a little Arizona Cardinals here quickly because one of the interesting markets that we've had on FanDuel now as the weeks come to a close are the updated win totals. And the Arizona Cardinals have an updated win total of 11 and a half. Donnie, hot or not, the Cardinals will win at least 12 games this year. This is a good one here because obviously you see the start that they had, you know, beating the Tennessee Titans, beating the Vikings, beating the Jaguars and the Rams. So that's four wins already in your pocket. If we scan quickly over the schedule, the 49ers at home, we don't even know who's going to be quarterback. That should be win number five. Let's just say they take a loss to the Browns on the road. You come home, you play the Houston Texans. That should be a W. You play the Green Bay Packers at home. That should be a W. Let's just say you lose to the 49ers on the road. Panthers at home should be a W here. Lose on Seattle on the road. I'm going over just some of these 50-50 games where I'm not even giving them credit for winning these. The Bears at home should be a win. The Rams at home, let's just say a 50-50 game, that's a loss. Detroit should be a win. The Colts should be a win. At the Cowboys, tough one here. And then Seattle at home. I'm lining up without any of the 50-50 games here, Kevin, with 11 wins. So if you're asking me hot or not, the Cardinals get 12 wins. This is amazing that we're doing this. The Cardinals, supposed Mm -hmm. to be the last place team in this division. And now I'm saying without any 50-50 games, they're going to pick up 11. As we sit right here on October the 5th, I'm going hot on the Arizona Cardinals getting that 12th victory this year. It's incredible. And as I was going through this, I initially thought this was going to be an easy knot here on Kyler Murray and the Cardinals to go under 11 and a half. But perhaps did we maybe find the first ever schedule in the NFL where there, there's winnable games <laughs> yes, we did. for a team? We, we, we maybe did. I still lean not. At the end of the day, I look at this schedule here. I think you've got nine games remaining for Kyler and the lads to still be favorites. And that's a good amount. But this division is still, I think, going to be very difficult to navigate through. And you look at games against Green Bay at home or even the Colts at home that I'm not sure are going to be all that easy. And a road trip, as you mentioned, Donnie, to Cleveland, right? That's on this schedule here. This is a spot to me where I am just going to end up probably the last believer, if you will, on the Arizona Cardinals. Do I think they're going to make the playoffs? Look, they're 4-0. They just absolutely obliterated the Rams. Yeah, I, I got to think that they're going to make the playoffs here. But 12 is still a ton. Even with the additional game there, 12-5 and five for Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals is phenomenal. And I'll add this. If this team does win 12, 13 games, Cliff Kingsbury, who was the second choice to win a coach of the year behind uh, Brandon Staley, is also a legitimate shout there. You're talking about a team that was supposed to finish last in their division. If they go out there and win the best division in football, that is really going to jump off of the page here. Donnie, let's talk a little college football here. Yesterday, we were able to go through it a little bit, and there were some huge results over the weekend. Again, I think probably the biggest result was Cincinnati beating Notre Dame, getting a legitimate top 10 victory, and now they have the chance to maybe run the table and get into the college football playoff. If Cincinnati gets in, the Power Fives are going to take a big hit here in terms of representation, Donnie. Hot or not, an unbeaten Oklahoma can miss the college football playoff. 
absolutely hot. I'm going to take everybody out there to Donnie Wrightside's, you know, story time right now. Because if I would have told you this from 2004 all the way up to 2021, you have a big, you know, what, 17 years here. What if I told you, Kevin, an SEC football team went 13-0? and They didn't even play for the national champions. Whoa, whoa, Donnie, what's going on here? Let me read you the roster here of what we're looking at for these Auburn Tigers. They beat number four LSU, number 10 Tennessee. They also beat number eight Georgia, went on the road and beat Alabama in Bryant-Denny. Then in the SEC championship game, rounded back and beat a number 15 Tennessee, then went to the Sugar Bowl and beat a number nine Virginia Tech and didn't share a piece of the national championship. That was the Ronnie Brown, Cadillac Williams, Jason Campbell team. So when I see now, like, whoa, it's four teams. Trust me, we've seen mayhem before. And how about in 2021, if Alabama goes 13-0 and and doesn't even play for a national championship, that's what it feels like here. So just on those principles alone, we've seen ridiculousness in college football. I am actually hoping an unbeaten Oklahoma team does not make it in because the expansion mm. for the playoff will happen sooner than later. Somebody needs to get left out in the cold this year. That's what I'm rooting for. Chaos, Kevin. That I agree with completely every year people ask me what are you rooting for notre dame and of course something that is a complete nightmare to happen for the college football playoff committee where they realize the four-team format despite fully embracing having five power five conferences is ridiculous in nature with that being said this is a not for me that an unbeaten ou misses the college football playoff I can't envision a world because, again, this isn't an unbeaten Oklahoma State, by the way. Like an unbeaten Cowboys team who, again, I adore because they're like the only win total I feel good about that we played this year, for me at least personally. But that team's not that good. They could easily miss the college football playoffs despite going unbeaten. Oklahoma is a pedigree program. Oklahoma has legitimacy in the college football playoff. And even again... My poor fighting Irish who show up, play the number one team in the country, lose, cover, look better than whoever gets blasted in the national championship game. At least Oklahoma can say, well, we had a competitive game. Baker Mayfield, the Georgia Bulldogs. I can't see a world where Cincinnati, because they beat Indiana by significantly less than Penn State and Iowa, say, come on, how are we not in over OU? That would be an unbeaten conference champion. But the real question is, do they need to run the table to get in? Very, very interesting stuff for the Sooners. We take a break here on the early line. We'll close out hour one. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.
back right here on the early line. And as we close out our number one, I want to talk a little baseball quickly because in our number two, we will preview the AL wildcard showdown between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. And one way you can play this game is a same game parlay bonus on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Place a $20 bet on a three-leg same-game parlay for either wildcard game. If you'd like to start with tonight's AL wildcard game, you certainly can. And you will get a $10 bonus in site credit, win or lose. Regardless of the outcome, Donnie, you'll get half of your money back. The parlay does need to be of odds of 400 or longer so four to one five to one six to one and there are a lot of good markets to choose from here with the postseason locked and loaded for some same game parlays yeah the FanDuel Sportsbook never disappointing in the biggest moments Kevin as you saw also last week the ability to bet game by game at bat by at bat is going to be phenomenal stuff to watch that play out tonight but take a look at some of the markets that we have we usually love building out over the summer we've done hundreds of shows it feels like where Major League Baseball was front and center and you say okay let's try to bet some of these same game parlays you know guys to get hits and try to match them up so you turn minus numbers of like minus 200 to get a base hit into plus 150s plus 300s but take a look today you can bet to record an RBI in those same game parlays as well as to record two RBIs at three and four. But also one of my favorite wagers here, total bases of one, two, three, four or five plus here that you can match up individually. All this stuff. There are so many things to go over with just a little bit of money. And it's great. You bet 20 bucks. No matter what happens, you get a $10 site credit back. But the most important thing here, Kevin, you can build something of 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 to one and have some fun tonight on one baseball mm-hmm. game. Fantastic stuff. I'm interested. I cannot wait to break down that total basis market. Two or more bags, a double, win a bet, a couple of singles, win a bet, and Aaron Judge home run that gives the Yanks the lead, win a bet. We'll break that down a little bit. Poor early line is next. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.